Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what's going on everybody it is your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode 104 of do rags and boat shoes thank you guys for being so patient guys and gals for being so patient with me uh for uh with me dropping um two episodes last week to uh make up for the lost audio that i had um gotta this cord is working now well i'm using a replacement cord for my uh m audio uh microphone that i'm using right now um but yeah we're gonna get into it we're gonna make it do what it do uh you know what's going on right now here in omaha motherfucking uh uber eats just launched in omaha and the devil knows i'm trying to lose a little bit of weight and get right for the spring but these motherfuckers even teamed up with lolo's chicken and waffles and the fair deal deal cafe and those are two soul food joints that's, you know, A-plus here in the city. So y'all just say a little prayer for the young OG. Um, and what's crazy is the, the fee is only 5 bucks. It's like $4.99 no matter how much food you order and how don't matter how far away you are from the actual establishment, which is pretty fucking dope. And they also teamed up with McDonald's, too. Uh, to bring food to people and things like that but you got i don't know that's a little weird though but maybe if you like one of them nights where you get an uber home you know when you had too much to drink and you just kind of fucked up but you starving and you like fuck i need a, a fucking uh big mac and some fries and some uh some uh, and a chicken or something like that i guess that will work but i don't know i, I wouldn't waste that five dollar delivery fee on a damn double cheeseburger but hey you who knows who knows but um let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen it looks like there is some kind of coup going on in zimbabwe right now there's a bunch of breaking news going that there's some armed forces that took over a broadcast station over there and they said this may be the first step in a civil war going on to get mugabe up out the paint uh, so i'll be following that to see what's going on that's hot and fresh off the presses and then we had a uh, mass shooting up in Northern California. Uh, I think four people died, uh, five if you want to include the shooter. And this man opened fire near an el elementary school or into an elementary school. Uh, two boys got hit, uh, but they're expected to be okay. Um, this is really getting out of hand. Just last week we had that Texas shooting where all those church members got killed. So I don't know if uh, these are the last days or... Um, what we're witnessing here but i need everybody to be safe and you know what's fucking crazy when we had the texas shooting uh happened last week you know some of the fbi they had one guy speaking at a press conference he was talking he was just basically saying that people need to be aware of their surroundings like that's it that's all he told the american people so it's pretty much 
hey, if you can afford a flak jacket, go ahead, buy one and just survey the room. You, you should be armed anyway because we need to fight guns with more guns and shit like that. Like nobody's talking about a psych evaluation for gun control and things of that sort, which is wild. But you know what I say, if they do start uh, implementing gun control uh, on uh, on Americans, it'll start with people of color, mainly black folks first. So if there was like a psych exam or something like that, you know, they would skew it just like they do with the um, the uh, intelligent quotient uh, test, the IQ test. And, you know, that's always that's culturally biased. So it would be some shit like that where they wouldn't where it would be somehow black folks aren't intelligent enough to carry firearms and shit like that but you see the the perpetrators of these last few mass shootings going on here so it's a slippery slope right there because you know if there's some kind of sanctions going on like that uh it's um you know white folks will catch a cold but black folks will get the goddamn flu or some cancer you know get some kind of cancerous bug when shit like that happens here in these americas um, let's see what else is going on. Um, did y'all see uh, what happened over in Poland with this uh, whole, um, they called it a celebration of independence, but it was nothing but 60,000 white supremacists linked up. Some even flew over from the U.S. and different parts of Europe to uh, go to this rally. And uh, so they held a rally in the streets disguised as a nationalist rally. Uh, but this was nothing but white supremacy disguised as patriotism, just not here in the States. OK, and uh, I broke that down before. But what's even crazier about this is uh, Poland's foreign foreign ministry. They defended the march as a largely patriotic event. And I quote a great celebration of Poles. You know, although the ministry, they did kind of condemn the racist, xenophobic and anti-Semitic Semitic remarks. They were trying to say it was just a small portion. But no, this was 60,000 people out here talking about a white Europe and all this other shit. But the interior minister, he had previously uh, at, at, at first before people started seeing some of these signs and uh, breaking down what they actually meant. He was saying the rally was a beautiful sight. And uh, some of the organizers were white supremacist groups such as the All Polish Youth and the National uh, Radical Camp. And what's funny is that out of all the people that were arrested, there was a few people arrested, I think about 45. None of them were part of the white supremacist groups that was holding the rally. It was all uh, counter protesters. And these far white white supremacist groups, such as the Law and Justice Party, you know, which has actually infiltrated the government in Europe um, and opposed the European Union or whatever, the EU, uh, which they say takes away from takes away power from nation states. So they're talking about they want more control over individual countries so they can do their own thing over nation states. Now, what does that sound like to you? It sounds similar to these uh, far right wingers, white the, or white supremacists or Nazis, whatever you want to call them. All right. It sounds very uh, similar to them when they're preaching and talking about fuck the federal government and talking about states, rights, states, rights, states, rights. So it's the same thing on a European level, but they're talking about nation states, so which is like a country's rights um, to be able to make decisions and not have to go through a whole conglomerate of the uh 
European Union or whatever like that. So that, you know, and I were already broke that down before stateside because all people want to do is just make, uh, you know, pockets of white utopias in different states. That's why so many of these right wingers call for a small government and all this other shit. And I broke that down before when I broke down the whole MAGA um, uh when I define what make America great again is because none of these uh, right wingers had a problem, you know, in the 50s, you know, uh, when we had the Highway Act going on and reconstruction and all this, uh, the GI Bill being introduced and all this other shit like prior to the Civil Rights Bill, nobody had a problem with big government handing out all these jobs, these uh, these loans for these houses with low interest rates and uh you know these jim crow laws keeping black folks in their place nobody had a problem with the government spending then and nobody had a problem with uh how the government operated and it was pretty much almost as large as it is now today okay so the government only got too large when the civil rights bill passed and black folks was voting and um having almost having equal protection under the law and i say almost because we still don't um, so, yeah, that just sounds very similar, don't it? Because so many of these white supremacists want to create these either an apartheid state or just have these white utopias and things of that sort. And I, speaking of white utopias, let's talk about Montana. I believe, uh, I think up in Montana, one of the cities elected a black mayor. And I'm going to pray for that brother. I'm going to pray for him because Montana, that ain't nothing but a white utopia. That's just full of just land and militia groups. That's all it is. If you look at the ACLU, I believe they have a hate map. If you look up there, it's like Idaho and Montana and North Dakota are pretty much just rest havens for white supremacist groups. So I'm going to pray for that brother who, who's a mayor in a town in Mon-fucking-Tana. That's like that's just like a lot of times when you see those militia videos of them training in the woods or an open or an open range or something shooting up shit. They're usually in Montana, Idaho or one of the Dakotas. But anyways, um, you know, so like I was saying, these white supremacist groups, you know, they sound over in Europe sound just like the U.S. ones, you know, opposing a federal union and things of that sort. And um you know it's all about building a white utopia that's what it's all about because so many of them know what's going on with them genetically as far as them not having kids especially here in the states and then you look over there and uh in europe you're having this great migration of brown people coming in from the middle east um that's why uh, we had brexit because they wanted to um basically they call it conserve the culture but that means conserving the whiteness of uh of uh the uk the united kingdom so that's just something that it's i i wouldn't be worried about it being a black man i'm not too worried about these people but i do keep my eye on them and see what they're doing um because right now it seems like this is just some kind of huge uh display and this is nothing but fear on their end because they know that their world is getting darker and being white just isn't good enough to get you that pass to go into glory because so many other groups 
darker groups are offering more to the world and these oligarchs you know these big wigs these men with you know hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars you know see the value in that and they're looking to you know grow and expand and things of that sort i mean you look at how america is going downhill as far as in, in the global economy and how china is just rising up china is becoming a new colonial power in africa just with all the um with the uh, technologies of as far as cell phones uh computers tablets going into africa getting these precious metals and things of that source and the air in china is just polluted as fuck because all these damn factories that they have all those damn factories that they have over there but those are groups of yellow men who are pretty much controlling the business world and you know that there are some white oligarchs in there who just want to get a piece of that pie too so they don't give a fuck about whiteness they don't and i get the sense that a lot of these lesser whites lesser uh white folks who, who who ain't balling like that the working class and the working poor they're realizing that and they're just like oh we've been lied to but this is just this is like white supremacy's like last stand right here but there's always a trick up the sleeve though with whiteness it's all there's always a trick up the sleeve to increase numbers in whiteness specifically here in the united states uh like you look at when numbers were dwindling and all of a sudden they brought they let the irish come in they let the italians come in oh you're white you're honorary whites now but when they first was getting off them boats there was all this huge debate about immigration and bringing these people over here taking jobs and all this other shit and there there was these poor irish folks that had their own little ghettos right next to the blacks and the same with the italians and then all of a sudden they're looking like oh shit you know it ain't too many of us uh caucasians so let's go ahead and open up the floodgates you know these this guy kind of looks like me so whiteness always morphs when the number starts dwindling so i won't be surprised if they start letting uh hispanic uh, white hispanics become um white so to speak in uh, in america in north america but that's just wild to see something like that Sixty thousand people uh showed up from all over europe and some from the united states to uh chant anti-semitic uh semitic rhetoric and uh anti-muslim and islamophobia whatever you want to call it uh just due to the migration of you know muslims coming over into europe and they want to keep a white europe so it's just wild to see that and i wouldn't be surprised if you know the events in charlotte charlottesville motivated so many people to show up and show out and some folks in the government do support you know this type of rally and speaking of hate the fbi just released the 2016 crime statistics and you know what white folks are still terrorizing non-whites at a whopping 46.3 percent of the known 5,770 offenders so that's damn near 2,700 people as far as offenders of hate crimes uh, last year uh, there were over 6,000 single bias incidents with around 7,500 victims. Um, almost 60% of those victims were targeted due to race, ethnicity, or ancestry. 
okay? And uh, 21% were targeted due to their religion, which is wild. And almost 17% were targeted due to their sexual orientation. And only 1.7% were targeted, 1.7% were targeted due to gender identity, uh, due to their gender identity, which is surprising because social media would have you believe that transphobia is the new racism, you know? Uh, and for my intersectionalist, uh, intersectionalitists, whatever you want to call them, for my intersectional folks, there were only 58 hate crime incidents involving 106 victims. So please let this be a statistical fact for the intersection folks that want to be everything but black, brown, red, or yellow. Y'all need to wake up because racism is still at the top. You know, you running around here talking about I am a I am a trans uh, taco loving black man. No, you're just a black man in the eyes of this society. If it comes up to a hate crime, sixty percent people who were victims of hate crimes is because of race or ethnicity or your ancestry so if you were like irish or italian or some shit like that or whatever it's it's due to how you look that's exactly what it breaks down to so i just want y'all to keep that in mind please but that was alarming to me though that only 1.7 percent were targeted due to their gender identity Cause right now we're seeing this whole wave of oh you're transphobic you're transphobic you're transphobic you're transphobic that's all you that's all you would see before this whole uh thing of women telling their uh stories and stepping into their truth and confronting um you know uh their uh their um predators who, who either sexually assaulted them or raped them and uh, everything that's in that category and I, I do love to see women empowered and what was surprising to me was that uh, a lot of these feminists out here these uh, specifically black feminists they were co-signing a brother named corn okay he throws a, a henny palooza knockoff called bourbon ball and um, there were some stories coming out about this brother and what he was doing and then he copped to the misdemeanor and left a note on uh you know how you write notes in your iphone he screenshotted it and he tweeted it out and said he's gonna take some time to do some reflecting and all this other shit but the man was talking spicy the people was bringing up uh old tweets and he was uh talking greasy beforehand and somebody is calling me and i ain't got time to answer it so let me mute this give me just a second okay and um yeah and so he had some very problematic tweets beforehand and then uh, but still he was getting co-signed from all these black feminists. You know, uh, he's an ally and all this other shit. And I remember a lot of these people who were co-signing him through the brother Nate Parker just under the bus, just boom, threw him right under the bus, um, even though he went to court, had had his day in court, was found not guilty. And, you know, hey, went on about his life, but made numerous movies, but he didn't catch hell until he made a movie about a slave revolt, until he made that Nat Turner story, right? And these same women always shit on the brother uh, Tariq Nasheed every time a movie, he has a movie come out. So if it's Hidden Colors 1 through 4 or uh, 1804, the hidden uh, history of Haiti, you know something to empower people 
and learn some history about your African ancestors and your ancestors, your African ancestors here in the Americas. Uh, there's always, you know, somebody coming out the gate and trying to say that he did this, that, and the third. And there was those black feminists. And there was always something odd. Like one of these black feminists got exposed um, for selling um, women's nudes or something like that to a white sugar daddy or some shit like that. There was some weirdo shit like that. Because a lot of these feminists would be like, oh, DM me. Uh, a body positive picture of you naked embracing yourself and shit like that you know loving your body and all this other shit and these women were actually predators and selling these pictures to motherfuckers just out here on the web and shit like that you know and then uh one in particular um sister uh, Miss Lemieux, Jamila Lemieux, she was, uh, you know, she just was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, if I uh, made y'all feel safe with this corn guy and all this other shit, but, you know, the apology was very lackluster, and she just kept it pushing. It was like, no, 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 you need to accept responsibility for this because you're very impressionable with your, you know, almost, I don't know how many followers she has, maybe almost 200,000 followers, but thousands of followers who pretty much eat up everything that you say and then you're just like oh players fuck up too but you know you're one of these spearheaded people who i mean one of these people who spearheaded you know throwing our brother uh nate parker up under the bus and every chance you get you shitting on r kelly every like every single chance you get you shitting on r kelly now i'm saying not everybody know r kelly is a is an old pervert we know that we know that but it's one of those things like what if Kells came out and was like oh I fucked up you know players fuck up too keep it pushing you know she would be on his ass left and right but it's very problematic when you have somebody like this who, who wants to be um, a champion of women and all this other shit but you're co-signing somebody who's very predatory on women you see what I'm saying so it's like it it just felt like the past few days like black twitter was just imploding on itself cuz um there's been many a times I've been called ashy um I've been blocked by feminista uh feminista loans I've been blocked by her uh because I had I questioned her UOKSIS campaign that was trying to talk about street harassment and shit like that um, and she's very, she's a very questionable character because a lot of times if people are banging on the beast, the beast of white supremacy, she will come out and there will be a smoke screen to, to have this whole infighting with black folks. Like right now people are focusing on this whole Harvey Weinstein and all these creepy old white dudes in Hollywood and somebody tweeted out a list of all the white men and the sexual assaults and then she came back and then she you know she quoted that tweet with like bill cosby nelly and all this other shit and i'm saying that you can chew you can walk and chew gum at the same time you can definitely do that but she just has a history of doing that if black folks are focused on white supremacy and trying to take advantage of this whole hollywood situation and banging on the beast it's just like oh wait hey hey we got we fuck up too come on over here hey 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 come on over here come on don't worry about that come on over here she does it numerous times 
You see what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem with her tweeting that out, but it's just, it just looks funny in the light because every single time everybody's on the same page to bang on the beast, she just comes out of nowhere and is like, hey, well, what about this? You know, it's one of those things like when you're banging on the beast and the coon come out like, hey, what about black on black crime? We be killing each other. What about that? We killing each other. Like, if you talk about police brutality and shit like that, there's always some coon like, oh, well, shit, we got to worry about ourselves first because the next man going to kill the next brother man. You know, shit like that. And you're just like, oh, you scared. Okay, you scared to, you know, come face to face with true power, huh? You fate, you scared to bang on the beast. So she always been looking funny in the light. But uh, this is just very interesting to just see these uh, these male, these quote unquote male feminists uh, ha- come out and be exposed as, you know, just some creepy ass rapists. And there's a brother. Uh, his Twitter handle was Craig's VCR and he was like uh, he, he has a very relevant tweet that he tweeted out in June or July and it was the clip from Players Club and it was that nigga Melvin following um, following Shorty home you know and uh, was trying to get some pussy and th- that's how them niggas are they want to get your guard down and think they can you know it's like th- them niggas will play the gay best friend and then they'll just turn into some old rapey ass creep when it's just you one on when it's just y'all one on one. There's a lot of niggas like that who have who have that kind of creepy ass rapey game instead of just keeping it 100 and keeping it a bill. You know what I'm saying? They'll be on some old some old sucker shit talking about, oh, I just watched the notebook every single day and shit like that. And or uh, a woman could be having a bad day. And so she's just shitting on all men. And she's like, oh, all men are trash and da 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 da. And then this nigga come in her mentions. Well, not all men are trash, because what I like to do when my queen is having a bad day is, you know, I put her feet in some Epsom salt and I make sure I cook her some dinner and all this other shit. And he's just lying. And then you, your defense come down and you laughing and he he in with this nigga. And next thing you know, this nigga hopping your DM and he's sending you an ashy dick pic. You know what I'm saying? When he laying down on all fours with his asshole open. You know, it's just weirdo shit like that. There's a lot of niggas out here on that male feminist tip. But they really on the low beast be on some old rapey bullshit. So y'all ladies, y'all gotta watch out for that shit. But um, let's see what else going on. Let's see here. I didn't mean to go off on that kind of tangent. That wasn't even in the notes. But um, the judge in the uh, Meek Mill case who uh, sentenced Meek Mill uh, to prison for a probation violation, she is being looked into by the FBI. They're going to see if she has connections with past associates of Meek. Uh, Judge Brinkley's alleged extortionate demands and potential relationships within the philly music circus are purportedly being investigated and uh they've been known about this uh this judge for a long time they've been watching her they've even they've had undercover agents sitting in on his court on meek's court appearances with her since april of 2016 uh meek's lawyer was talking about how um she wanted him she wanted meek to drop uh rock nation management uh to go with some guy that he came in the game with who used to manage him and uh she wanted him to remake a song uh for uh and shout her out in and some shit like that and so i think this is just kind of payback for him not 
you know, making the moves that she wanted him to do because she probably would get a back back end deal or something like that if me signed with him and all this other shit. If signed with that Philly uh, management company, she get like you know two three percent, you know, of the off the ten percent of the or the twenty ten or fifteen percent that the manager got and all this other bullshit. So it's just looking a little bit funny in the light. Uh, but I'm parched. I need some water. I'm tired of talking. So hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Alright, so moving on to selling hope like dope, we have to give it to uh, Grazia or Grazia UK magazine. They had Lupita Nyongo on the cover and her hairstyle was a ponytail pulled back in an afro puff and these motherfuckers photoshopped out the afro puff and smoothed out her curls that was in the ponytail that is fucked up to the utmost degree because it's just saying hey to be beautiful you need to look a little bit more european then on the flip side of having somebody fucked up in the game we have to look at j crew did y'all see the picture of the model of the of the j crew model this was a sister that had her hair up and some kind of ponytail but it was one of them crackhead ponytails or one of them ponytails where shorty forgot to wrap her hair at night and she just like woke up and then like you she just comfortable enough with you to see her like that to let you see her like that and that's real love right there but this sister she just had the crackhead of crackheadiest uh, <laughs> uh, fucking hairdos. It just looked fucked up, and I'm gonna make that the cover art. Uh, so when you listen to it on SoundCloud, that's all you gonna see. So I'm gonna make that the cover art, and I have to make a note to myself that I'm gonna make that as the cover art. But J Crew and Grazia Grazia UK, y'all out here selling hope like dope. You have the European extreme, and then you got the the Negro pian extreme. Cause I'm just like what the fuck but uh two for five yellow tops they ain't hitting around here it's slow you ain't getting no money around here selling that hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l uh white folks out here wowing got three of them for you i think this is the first time i've ever done three well it has to be four it's gonna be four because we got a couple in the first one all right so uh holding this l has to be uh misty velvet dawn span uh she's age 25 she was arrested for marrying her mother patricia span age 43 misty velvet hadn't seen her mom since she was a child and about three years ago they and i quote hit it off and then got married in a same-sex union last september patricia the mama married misty velvet's brother back in 2008 <laughs> but it was annulled two years later misty was facing 10 years in jail but uh she pled guilty and will be on probation for 10 damn years and will face jail time if she violates probation and her mother faces the same fate and will go on go to trial in january bruh dog my nigga what the fuck that's crazy as cat shit the mama married the brother 
they got a note and then all of a sudden the sister hit it off with the mama and, and then they got into a, a same-sex union it's weird as fuck right just crazy mind-blowing shocking but there's i guess there's reasoning behind this and it's called uh genetic sexual attraction and it happens between parents and kids when they have been separated and the children are like adopted and they you know going off somewhere the mama and the dad or the daddy gives the kids up you know at a young age and they link back up with the parents as adults so gsa is and i quote feelings of intense intimacy between two relatives who have been separated during the critical years of development and bonding and then meet for the first time as adults now there's a woman by the name of julie deneen who has a background in psychology and she launched a website dedicated to this phenomenon uh, because she actually had a similar incident happen to her when she reunited with her father after decades of not seeing him and it damn near destroyed her marriage that's wild so side note uh i mean could you imagine taking your significant other back after they had an affair with one of their parents shit bro i'd be down in my lawyer's office that day writing up divorce papers but anyways it says that the brain struggles to associate one another as family so instead they're captivated by the similar physical features similarities and attitudes uh, which makes them have complex emotions and is usually acted out in a sexual manner so this epidemic phenomenon or thing or whatever the fuck you want to call it you know was first brought to light in a book by uh barbara gonio and the book was titled i'm his mother but he's not my son uh, researchers have found that when family has grown up together in close proximity the westermark effect takes place which is a psychological effect through which people who live in close domestic proximity during the first few years of their lives uh, so ages like from we are newborn up until about six years old uh, they become desensitized to sexual attraction and then if y'all i mean that's wild ain't it so you have this westermark effect that goes on that basically just says that oh okay this is my mom this is my dad i shouldn't be with them like this and all this other shit as the child in, in that mindset you know given that you have sane parents you know so you have that effect take place they teach you about boundaries you know no spots and things like that so then you know that there's a stigma of, with incest and then on top of that that western mark effect actually helps with uh to combat like genetic um not mutation but like you know when two people link up that say like some cousin hookup and their genetics are so close that they end up having like a, a child that's you know uh i ain't gonna say retarded but um there's some kind of mental deformity or even physical deformities because the dna is just so closely matched so that's how that western mark effect works right it's a, it's a show it's a social effect but it also helps genetically on top of that so you know so a daughter won't hook up with her dad you know if they've been raised together and then you know she fuck around and have a kid and then all of a sudden the kid comes out you know with fucking nine fingers on one hand and then got a foot on the other and the child can't even you know blink correctly or breathe correctly so it helps against that so um 
you know but you know i ain't judging nobody you know if y'all need some help y'all can check out that website it's called G- the gsaforum.com it's wild that is wild but this misty velvet dawn spawn and her mama patricia y'all gotta hold this l so that's wild because i didn't want to just come from the point of these are some redneck hillbillies doing what redneck hillbillies do um because in this instant it was the separation and there's actually a disorder you know that gsa disorder but if this was a situation like you know they just you know just some goddamn degenerates who um you know grew up in the same house and all this other shit and there's molestation going on and all this other bullshit you know then that's when i'll be on some some redneck hillbilly you know hills have eyes type shit but there's an actual reasoning behind the sickness or the illness or uh defect whatever you want to call it so that's why i went that route and i had to explain it the whole way because i didn't want to you know just come out judging these people i was like well let me read about it and see what's going on so it's actually a real phenomenon and i don't know how many people it affect but that that is fucking wild but anyways uh, let's move on to your man uh gerard or jared shittle now this motherfucker tried to rob a wells fargo bank in corona california now he thought he could get away with it by using blackface and he tripped off a silent alarm at the wells fargo and got away without any money now this was back in august and law enforcement didn't arrest him until november 1st so somebody snitched on his dumb ass so he's in a detention center now being charged with attempted robbery but if you actually seen the picture you've seen his face he just looked like a white guy with a very bad tan and i can't think of the actor there's an older actor who is always crispy as fuck i don't know his name and he has his hair like combed back and i know y'all know who i'm talking about salt and pepper hair older dude um and he's always just burnt fucking red every time you see him like you can just peel the the burntness off him that's how this motherfucker looked so um you know mr shittle while you sitting in that detention center i want you to think and uh when it gets a little cold you know i want you to hold that l-shaped pillow okay all right so we're gonna continue on the trend of white folks wilding uh let me introduce you to a man they call adam wheeler so adam wheeler he's a transsexual from florida and now he says that he is transracial on top of being a transsexual so he wants to go by the name of jadu and he identifies as filipino he considers himself from the philippines and he drives around tampa bay in a tuk-tuk and a tuk-tuk is one of those small taxis uh, very small taxis that they drive around in southeast asia so we have to really thank Roach, Rachel. I was gonna say Rachel. <laughs> That's what we should have been calling her, Rachel <laughs> Dolezal. <laughs> we gotta thank her for this because black folks, we didn't work hard enough to get her up out the paint fast enough. You know, because this shit just went viral, and then it was just like, oh, well, okay, well, she ain't invited to the cookout, but she can be across the street and she can wave at people. You know what I'm saying? So now we got Jadu or Adam Wheeler, who's a transsexual, tra- transsexual, transracial Filipino. And I don't know how to say hold this L in that language, but if I did, I would. You win. Perfect. 
All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, we have to give it to uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, for his cover story and being Citizen of the Year on GQ Magazine. A lot of people are very mad, and they should be, rightfully so. You should be outraged that it take, took an athlete to bring uh, the uh, questions of injustice to the forefront of our national dialogue. You should. You should be very angry that it took an athlete and not somebody like an elected official to address this situation. That's what you should be mad about. This has, this has never been about disrespecting the flag, the troops, um, or anything like that. This has always been about the injustices that the darker skinned folks in the United States have always faced at the hands of state sanctioned violence via the law enforcement agencies that's what it's always been about that's what the fuck it's always been about okay and you know deep down you know that's what it is but you want to deflect and change the narrative that's what you want to do because it makes you uncomfortable to talk about race well it's time for you to get uncomfortable because everybody else has been uncomfortable and living uncomfortably for years so we need to heal but first before we heal we need to address the toxicity that's happening on this planet and in this country in particular so shout out to gq for bringing this man to the forefront and saying fuck the haters and uh the bigots who will oppose this because he is fighting a good fight and if you actually think about it that is the most patriotic thing that you can do is hold your country responsible for the injustices that it has caused its own citizens it reminds me of for my comic book geeks out there do y'all remember the civil war the marvel civil war when uh basically the government wanted uh i'm talking about the comic book version or the uh marvel ultimate alliance part two one so on ps3 so basically you had it was just like the movie you had captain america leading one team and iron man leading another team iron man wanted to go with the government and be like hey all superhumans mutants need to register and be on this database with the government and then captain america was actually like no that is wrong to keep all these people listed on a uh, database and then try to use them as weapons for uh for a global annihilation and to take over different countries and become an actual uh you know a hitman for the united states government and that was very patriotic of captain america so colin kaepernick is captain america okay and also speaking of uh you like that marvel reference so we're gonna keep it keep it going with uh chadwick uh the brother who's playing black panther so he was he did an in-depth interview with cnet about the upcoming movie in february which is i don't know how black and how black you could get you can't get blacker than this with the black panther movie debuting during black history month with a 90 percent black cast you know what i'm saying but anyway they asked him about the accent and the dialect and um you know this brother kept it 200 percent because he could have just been like oh you know i studied uh people in you know in somalia and um egypt 
you know, different dialects, uh, you know, how people pronounce words in Swahili, you know, he could have just said something like that. Nope, but he just kept it 100. He said, people think about how race has affected the world. Um, he said, it's not just in the States. Colonialism is the cousin of slavery. Colonialism in Africa would have it that in order to be a ruler, his education comes from Europe. I wanted to be completely sure that we don't convey that idea because that would be counter to everything that Wakanda is about and Wakanda is this hidden civilization in Africa that's the richest civilization in the world due to the natural resources it sounds very familiar because Africa is so rich in minerals and and precious metals stones but it's so many colonizers that came in here and just fucked it up and they put these shell leaders in place and they got them in the back pocket but the people of africa could really be liberated if they knew what they actually had but now it's just too many military forces and too much backhanded deals but that ain't part of the quote but what but let's keep pushing so back to the quote it's supposed to be the most technologically advanced nation on the planet if it's supposed to not have been conquered which means that advancement has happened without colonialism tainting it poisoning the well of it without stopping it or disrupting it then there's no way he would speak with a european accent if i did that I would be conveying a white supremacist idea of what being educated is and what being royal or presidential is because it's not just about him running around fighting he's the ruler of a nation and if he's the ruler of a nation he has to speak to his people he has to galvanize his people and there's no way i could speak to my people who never who have never been conquered by europeans with a european voice god damn now like i said he could have just said I studied some dialects of these people and that people, but he kept it all the way 200. And I was surprised that CNET would actually put that out there. But shout out to that brother Chad. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Not all heroes wear capes. Some just tell the truth and fight the good fight. All right. So moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say. Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So I want to talk about staying true to yourself no matter what others believe or project on you so this friday i will be turning 34 and uh it's a significant day uh for me i know i don't sound like i'm 34 but i am but it's a significant day for me because 17 is my lucky number uh due to my birth date and it's the year 2017 and uh 17 is the greatest common factor in 34 uh so it's gonna be a look it's, it's been a damn good year for me i can't front you know i honeymooned in hawaii i uh, went down to uh disney world uh bought bought my house um yeah excuse me hit 100 episodes on the podcast and it's just been a damn good ass year so this has been my whole ass year so i ain't yeah i'm blessed like i could you know, I could drop dead on January 1st, 2018, and I'd be like, yo, I had a good I had a good run. I had a pretty good run. But um, let me stop with all the weirdo uh numerology bullshit. But um, this quote comes from an anonymous source. Uh, but the quote reads, uh, strength comes from living your truth. To be true and authentic is your path to happiness, peace, and joy. So what I need y'all to do, how y'all celebrate my birthday um all my listeners out there and my new listeners on friday uh i want y'all on the 17th of november 
And I want y'all to just start living your truth from that day on. No matter what people try to project on you or try to say, I want you to live in your truth and just let all the bullshit and the expectations that you think other folks have on you or the expectations that they do have on you, let them go. Get that weight up off your chest and your shoulders and get that heavy load off your back. And I just want you to live in your truth. You know, people are going to judge you if you walk in your truth or if you're walking in somebody else's shoes. So no matter what, you might as well, you know, live in your truth because people are going to judge you no matter what, no matter what you do. And you can't please everybody. I want you all to remember that. But um, just walk in your truth and just be free. That's what I really want y'all to do. That'll be y'all gift to me. Just be out here living in your truth and being free of what other folks think about you. Because like I said, people are going to judge you no matter what. And nine times out of ten, folks ain't even thinking about you. They worry about their own problems. Okay? So nothing but love and respect to y'all. And I will see y'all next week. And as always, I love y'all. One.